Hello everyone, it is yours truly, Stacey Shalinor, back again for another episode of Sit Down with Stacey. So what's up? What is new? Uh, Today I would like to talk to you all about positive relationships, green flags, and how to unlearn unhealthy uh, coping mechanisms so that you do not take trauma from red flag relationships into green flag relationships. So how to not take uh, the negativity and toxicness that you were once accustomed and used to into future positive relationships or relationships that you want to make positive in the future. Uh, I don't really know what the difference is between what I just said, but you get the drift of my point there. So um, most of us are aware of like your typical red flags or it's often joked about like, ooh, I noticed like red flag number like 1,189, but I still love them though. And I think that the culture around red flags and uh, toxic relationships has sadly been normalized in our culture and social media world, which is rather unfortunate because shouldn't we as individuals and a society be trying to improve ourselves and our relationships instead of doing things that society or that we know are classified as quote red flags. So I would like to talk to you guys a little bit about green flags. So green flags are signs you want to see. These are signs that you don't want to see avoided. And overall, I think that the green flags are a positive affirmations to the person that you are romantically interested in or are already romantically involved with or seeing. So the first green flag I would have to say for a man or a woman that you are dating is that you feel safe around them. And I think that having a sense of uh, stability and safeness around someone is grounding and comforting because if you're with somebody that makes you feel on edge or they're unpredictable, then you don't necessarily feel safe. And I think that your safety should never be compromised. I think that you should always focus on number one, which is yourself and your own well-being. So yeah, feeling safe around them in their presence, uh, just a total sense of trust is a green flag. Um, Safety can also be shown in other ways, like them showing that they would never hurt you, but only protect you and not in like aggressive ways. Like I punched that hole in the wall because you made me like all those pathetic excuses that toxic people say you feel like they would never do anything to jeopardize the position that they're in with you or what you have that also can have another meaning for safe for safeness and groundness so first you feel safe emotionally physically mentally the next one i would say that i've only been noticing in um my recent relationship is that conflict 
strengthens the relationship. And you might be saying, like, Stacy, what the fuck are you talking about? And I just mean that coming from such um, a toxic relationship, it's taken a lot for me to unlearn or, like, realize that TJ, my boyfriend, like, he's not always mad at me. Like, I'm not doing anything wrong. Like, I just sometimes need, like, these (laughs) reassurances from him, which is really unfortunate. But I just sadly needed sometimes because I was in such a toxic abusive relationship before so when I say conflict strengthens the relationship I've just noticed that if me and TJ perhaps do bicker or we get into a fight or a disagreement we always either come to a mutual conclusion after it that okay like I overreacted you overreacted or one of us overreacted (laughs) and we try to come to, like I said, a mutual understanding where we both realize that it's better for us both to be wrong than one of us to be right. And I think that being able to communicate effectively after you've had your little fight or disagreement, I think that being able to communicate effectively afterwards or like your partner showing to you that they they want to be on the same level or that they're willing to apologize even when they weren't in the wrong. Like, that's a good sign as well. Not everybody is going to do that. Not everybody has that type of integrity. And if you don't, like, it's fine. Sometimes I really have to think hard, but I just find that sometimes swallowing your pride uh, is a big thing to do in relationships. I think that if you can let your ego get in the way, that you could ruin a relationship by that because it just shows that you kind of are looking more out for yourself than the other person and I know I just said before always look out for number one I just mean that you (laughs) yes you should look out for yourself but at the same time I don't think that you should be draining other people around you while you're quote looking out for yourself so just to clarify that but conflict or fighting or disagreements has brought us closer together and I definitely would consider that a green flag uh as I said like I was in such a toxic relationship that before I met TJ I didn't even really know what a positive relationship was because I was only ever in one relationship and it was a toxic relationship so as you guys listened in episode four like I could talk about toxic relationships for hours so I thought it would be interesting for me to research and just talk about some positive relationships because I think that our culture is like so toxic in some sense that it's almost cool or not cool, but normalized to be cold hearted or uh, to ignore people and gaslight them like it's normal. It's whatever. It's 2021, like fucking Chuck culture. It's just... It is toxic again, but I think that the positive affirmations should be discussed as well. So yeah, if you notice that after you guys get into disagreements or fights, that it only leads to you guys having a mutual understanding or a decent conversation. Like if you guys are still getting into fights and it's not resolved, then you really need to figure out what is going wrong there and I'm not a relationship expert as I said I've only been in one relationship but my current and my previous was really abusive my current is very very positive but sometimes 
we do have our moments where we fight or we argue or we just simply are sick of each other in the moment. But for the most part, I can say that I have noticed so many different positive things that I'm excited to share with you guys because I think that, as I mentioned, and don't want to keep like beating it like a dead horse, but uh, it's not talked about enough. Like I feel like red, you always see stuff about red flags, but you never really say anything about green flags. So the next green flag I would like to talk about is that you feel, hmm, you feel free. Like, um, not like you can fly. Like I'm not going to go jump off my love and rise balcony right now, but, um, I feel free in a sense that there's no pressure or judgment. So I know if I wear a shirt or I have a little bit of cleavage, my boyfriend isn't self-conscious or insecure or feels like he needs to tell me like what way to dress myself. Um, I feel free enough to express my opinions and I feel free enough to disagree with his opinions. I also feel free enough to hang out with my friends, see my family, uh, do my own thing. Uh, it's just like a sense of openness that is very positive where your partner doesn't feel like they need to restrict anything that you're doing and you also don't feel like the need to tell your partner what to do. And I think that if you're in a relationship where you and your partner are kind of bossing each other around, I, I don't necessarily think it's a really big red flag because I know that when you're in more serious relationships and marriages that you do make decisions together. But there's a difference between um, being grounded in a relationship and like being held back or held down by somebody or by someone possessive. I don't think it's healthy for your partner to not want you to go hang out with your friends without them, like for example, or for you to constantly be judging them or constantly shaming them and your relationship should be positive. Your relationship should be about making each other better people or the best version of themselves. And I think that if you can't be free around each other to express your opinions or hang out with your friends or be able to share things with each other without fear of backlash, then you're not really 100% free if you can't have those things. So... I think that feeling free is another big green flag. Another one that comes with being free is that like you genuinely feel happy. I can remember when I was in my toxic relationship, I just felt drained. I didn't enjoy his company. I felt codependent, but not in a good way. I felt like I had to be with him or I didn't know what he was going to do or where he was going. And it, it shouldn't be like that in a positive relationship like you shouldn't be worried about when they leave you should be able to trust them and know that they're coming home to you that you're safe uh you're protected and that nothing bad is going to happen to you but that wasn't the case in my last relationship it was very unstable and unsafe so i wasn't really genuinely happy in my partner's company because i didn't even like him i just was in a very bad situation. And if you find that you despise the person that you're looking at, um, but you just feel like you have nobody else or you really like their family or their family really likes you or 
you're really close with one of their siblings or like whatever the case may be. It's, it's not worth compromising your happiness for or only having mere moments of happiness where you feel as if you're only happy when you do certain things. You're not happy when it's just the two of you. And I have felt that in, as I said, I only had one set relationship, but like I did have a couple of what I would call almost relationships. We were never officially together nor had a title, but there was definitely like some foundations of relationships pushed into those almost one, almost, (laughs) excuse me. It was, excuse me. I'm literally here burping into the microphone, but it's like one of those relationships where you were never together, but everybody thought you were together and you did everything like boyfriend and girlfriend, but you weren't together. One of like a few of those. And, um, I can just remember like hanging out with this one guy that I was seeing uh, when I was in high school, probably. And I like outside of just like (laughs) sleeping with each other and going out and getting food and stuff. Like when we just sat down alone, I like didn't like him like I didn't like talking to him like I felt like we were on different intellectual levels so um we had no uh like connection and conversation like the conversations were very vague or like I didn't understand what he was saying or he didn't understand what I was saying to the same level of technicality because of like our just different personalities and interests and I think that like even though you if you have something good going sexually with somebody that you shouldn't <laughs> mistake that for love or or that it's gonna get it's gonna get better like so maybe you feel like that and you're in a relationship with someone where like you're only enjoying the sexual part of it and you're not really enjoying the relationship part anymore I think that you shouldn't hold out just for the sex because I think that you will find somebody who fully fulfills you and you shouldn't just stay with someone because you think that nobody else can satisfy you because somebody else can definitely do that and make you happy when you're in your company so green flag definitely feeling happy just content when you're with them you don't feel any pressure or judgment it kind of comes with feeling free um the next green flag that i think is pretty important is that you're with somebody that is easygoing um like if you notice that they're pretty like flexible in what they want to do um they offer help without being asked uh they're not mad if you cancel plans uh or they're not upset if something changes like i find that some people can really uh have like this it's like a really weird personality trait where like everything is going okay and then as soon as like what was planned gets canceled they're all thrown off and they're all pissed off and like nothing else is good enough not so say for example your dinner reservation got canceled or there was like an hour wait when you got there so like that's just like a minor bump like just roll with it if you find that the person is like excessively angry and like you're trying to like calm them down and say like it's okay like we'll do it another time like if you notice that like there is no no easygoingness or flexibility or like understanding for like the world 
like as as in like the waiter can't help it that there is an hour wait it's the kitchen cooking the food and like stuff like that i think that that's a big green flag if somebody's like okay like yeah like let's just go and get a bite to eat somewhere else or no problem like we'll uh, come back next time like thank you i think that how people treat other people especially uh, service workers um just yeah like a like your waitress uh whoever's checking you in the garbage man the post office man woman whatever garbage woman i think that how they treat people uh who work like jobs that are deemed as like shitty jobs even though i don't think they're shitty jobs but like people often look down at the mailman or the garbage man and stuff like that or a waitress or whatever like i said i think that if you're with somebody this is a red flag but green flag um but it's that's what i mean it's so easy to just go right to the red flags but like the green flag is that they treat people with respect uh that they have like a flexible easygoing personality that's definitely a green flag my boyfriend tj is so easygoing that it's awesome i could say anything and he's just like yeah you want to go play basketball sure like anything that i want to do he's down uh even when we're cooking meals and stuff it's just so easy like we just uh, we just click and it's like you'll know it when you meet that person i me and tj felt it i think as soon as we started dating uh which was before we were officially dating we were pretty much in a relationship before we said we were <laughs> and if you must know i made the first move but um like i invited him over to hang out with me and he loved it so green flag for guys to girls make the first move <laughs> green flag but yeah so back to what i was saying like just someone that's like really easygoing and easy to get along with that's definitely a green flag because uh if you notice like some narcissistic personality traits or uh very like agitated easy to argue with something goes wrong then everything goes wrong they're not really like the right kind of flags you want to be seeing if you want to have uh, a carefree relationship where you feel like you can do whatever you want without feeling pressure you get what i'm saying so another green flag um matching like your work ethic like or a good match in work ethic um me and my boyfriend were both in school and uh he did the biomedical engineering technology program at Kona and I did marine environmental technology and when we met we both were in the same year um we both had a pretty heavy workload so like our like our work ethics kind of matched and like he was looking to go to university after he finished he was actively looking for a job um he's very independent and he knows what he wants and i am the exact same way and i think that that's a huge green flag if you can both like bond and work together like on separate things but in each other's company i think that that's important but back to like the matching work ethic i i think that if you're lucky enough to find somebody who has a similar schedule or workload as you i think that that's definitely a green flag because 
you can bond in ways that you have never probably noticed before. And this, again, is something that I've only noticed in my current relationship because I have never really sat down and did homework, <laughs> I guess you could say, with like any like almost boyfriends or my past boyfriend. And me and TJ would work together and I could, you know, kind of see his work ethic. He could see mine. Uh, he would help me when he could. I would help him when he could. Um, we used to like keep each other up about our homework. Like you got anything to do tonight? Like you want to do some work with me this evening? Stuff like that. So I think that that is definitely a positive thing because there is nothing worse than being with somebody that's lazy if you're not lazy and like if you're lazy that's fine but for somebody that's pretty uh like high maintenance i'm pretty clean um i'm organized for the most part i hate 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 red flag for me is lazy because i just don't like lazy people so if you find someone that has a lot of things similar to you and that you guys like work well together, definitely, definitely a green tick. Next. Um, I think that I'm pretty much getting to the end of everything I can think of off the top of my head because I don't have this scripted obviously I'm taking a few pauses just so I can collect my thoughts instead of just jumbling a bunch of words at you guys and like coughing or sneezing or something in between <laughs> but I think that if your partner is able to take responsibility like I said that's a green flag I think that if they can process their emotions in uh in a manner that isn't draining for the two of you. Like if your partner is constantly crying or if they're constantly down, it is a way of them getting their emotions out. But at the same time, you need to be able to process them after you have those moments. And that has been a huge learning curve for myself because for a really long time, I didn't know how to process my emotions. So I would keep them bottled up. I wouldn't really tell TJ what was going on because I felt like I was going to stress him out or it was going to be a fight because before in my previous relationships when I shared my problems, I just felt that I was ignored, neglected, or that they just simply didn't really care. And that can cause a huge wall between you and your partner because your partner just wants to help you and they want to know what's wrong. And then you don't want to tell your partner what's wrong because you're worried that they're going to judge you or not understand or not support you. And then you're both kind of just stuck between this wall where you don't know what to do because you're afraid of the outcome. And I have learned to just share what I'm feeling in the moment so I don't let it bottle up and manifest inside me. So if I'm having a bad day or if I'm feeling a bit weird from my anxiety medication, I let my partner know. And it has been a learning curve for processing my emotions, but I think that it, it definitely adds a positive aspect to my relationship just for the fact that I'm trying to learn. So like a lot of times to process my emotions, I do counseling and therapy, but I 
also take anti-anxiety medication and anti-anxiety depression medication and I do a journal almost every day sometimes I forget but I write down five things that I'm grateful for and sometimes if I'm confused about why I feel a certain way I write it down and then I think about why like once I get the feelings on paper and for the most part counseling has helped me process my feelings and navigate how I express them and how like if I'm having a bad day with my mental health I shouldn't take that out of my partner or I shouldn't be afraid to tell my partner when I'm having a bad mental health day on the other end of the spectrum and I think that being able to process your emotions is probably the biggest green flag and for a long time it was a red flag that I personally had because I struggle so much I'm such an emotional person I have so many feelings and I am a crier I can hardly hold my tears in but I'm getting better at not being so vocal and angry when I am upset or agitated or irritated I try to sit down and think and breathe to process my emotions and I think that being self-aware is also another part of being able to process your emotions like you have to be aware of why these emotions are occurring are occurring and if you don't know why these emotions are occurring then you should seek counseling or therapy to help you navigate or seek some clarity as to why and I think that it will definitely benefit your relationships personal or romantic or platonic in the future um, if you know how to manage your emotions I think being emotionally intelligent is a task that is very very hard to achieve and I think that I am not anywhere near being emotionally intelligent yet but I think that I'm on the correct path to being emotionally intelligent I am trying to not let my emotions consume me but rather um, try to understand why I feel these emotions let them manifest but not to the point where it takes over me and to cope and move on and everybody copes different and that's why I said you know if you really do if this is something you struggle with yourself or your partner struggles with I think that counseling is one good or ther counseling therapy whatever you want to call it is a really good outlet because you are essentially <laughs> explaining everything to a trained professional and they're giving their their opinion back and giving you coping healthier coping mechanisms than what you're already using I have the hiccups here I'm sorry guys <laughs> um I just don't care enough to edit it out it's like too tangly I'm just like no you know what we're keeping the burp in this week um so yes if you notice that your partner 
can cope with their emotions or they're trying to cope with their emotions, such as doing things to help themselves, uh, even if they're not going to counseling or therapy, if they're trying to get active or eat healthier or uh, get back into old hobbies that they've lost touch with because of how they're feeling emotionally, I think that that is definitely a huge green sign, as green, <laughs> green sign, a huge green flag as well. So we have all of these green flags, but how do we learn to take the red flags out of ourselves? I think this is an interesting question because a lot of us do, do not want to admit that we might be toxic, that we might be the problem sometimes, that we may be a red flag to somebody else or we may be showing red flags and we don't even know it so like, how do we prevent being a red flag and it's a very interesting topic it's definitely controversial but in my opinion I think that a part of being emotionally intelligent would help this part because if you are aware of your actions like if you're really self-aware or if you're taking additional steps such as uh, seeking professional counseling services, then I think that it becomes easier to recognize these traits or if uh, this is something that you've done in previous relationships or friendships and you've noticed after time that it's causing you to lose people or strains. And sometimes it takes like, like you fall down, you get back up again, then you fall down again, you get back up again. I think that it takes a few times to really learn the bad parts about yourself because I think that in a society, like I always say, where everyone's so perfect and we think that everything is just like a piece of cakes, pretty and perfect and whatever, um, we are negative too and we are toxic just like as individuals, I mean. And I think that oftentimes uh, we gaslight people we're in the relationships with or we gaslight each other and friendships to try to make the faults be on the other person so you don't feel as bad uh emotionally about what you did so you try to shift the blame onto somebody else like somebody is say for example somebody calls you out on something mean that you said and you just say no I didn't say that and the person knows you said that, but you're trying to convince them that you didn't, that's gaslighting. And I think that we can all admit that we've done it. And I think that gaslighting is a huge red flag because it means that you are not emotionally intelligent or uh, self-aware enough or mature enough to truly realize that oh, I'm wrong. I made a mistake. Um, I'm not always right. I have to take responsibility for my actions. Even if I am right, it's okay not to be right all the time. I can say I'm wrong to save face. I can say I'm wrong to prove to myself that I am not perfect. And I think that that is a huge thing. And if you could like take away anything out of this, if you know you notice red flags in yourself or like you notice green flags, but you keep showing red flags or you see green flags in yourself, but they keep showing you red flags. I think that it really just comes down to how self-aware you are and like how dedicated you are to being in tune with yourself and realizing um, what makes you tick and what makes you not tick and how to cope with what makes you tick and how to 
uh, diffuse situations. Um, I think that being a diffuser is really a good green flag. Um, not if like they're diffusing everything, but like if they have the ability to de-escalate situations, uh, to bring people down back to earth, get their head out of the clouds, make them realize, I think that that is another huge green flag. And as I said, it's, it's a world of red flags. It's a world where we normalize these toxic qualities and that being toxic is normal and normalization of toxic things and relationships and coping mechanisms. And I, and I just, I hate that it's also normalized because it really conditioned me to thinking that how I was being treated was acceptable when I was in my abusive relationships because I had known so many other girls that were in similar situations with guys and stayed with them. Or I knew of people that were unhappy in their relationships but said that it ended up being worth it when you got past the rough spots. And I think that you shouldn't ignore the red flags, but you should also look out for green flags or you could really miss a good opportunity with somebody. And I think that just because if you're interested in someone sexually and not like intellectually or like mentally into the person, um, I think that that is a red flag for you. I think that a lot of girls, um, they stay with this guy, it's called the toxic dick. It's like he's toxic as fuck, but he got good dick, so I'll stay with him. And you guys probably, there's toxic pussy. You stay, this girl sucks, but her personality is shit. We have nothing to talk about, but the sex is good. And I just think that as a society, this adds more to like this, like this toxic culture where we will continue to sleep with people that we really don't like. And it's like, why are, like, why are we doing that? Like, isn't that toxic ourselves to just be like, putting ourselves out there so vulnerably to just be used as a sexual outlet like and I'm not judging anyone like I said like all of this is subject to your like own opinion and it's controversial as I said and I'm not, like I'm not judging anybody I just like think from like this parallel perspective that it's interesting how normalized all of this is as I said and I think that the green flags are never discussed. I don't think I ever like have read articles or really he like went head in on the topic of green flags until I did this podcast because obviously I've noticed the positive aspects of my relationship but I'm like oh my god like that's awesome like aren't we supposed to fight every day like aren't we supposed to be screaming at each other by eight o'clock in the morning like this is so weird like this is so posy like I can't <laughs> my god I'm so annoying that's how I talk to myself all the time can you imagine like me alone all day in my apartment <laughs> on lockdown <gasps> anyways um I think that's mostly all I really had to discuss. I just wanted to like give a few little pointers to you guys and just say how uh, the red flags are easy to notice. But if you take the time to notice green flags and get to know people on a more intimate level outside of sex, I think that you might be able to find someone that you have a deeper connection with because connections just aren't always all about sex. I think that developing an intimate connection with someone needs to almost be 
on a very like personable or intellectual level, as I said before. So in a world for a red flag, say it with me, be a green flag. (laughs) And that's hard to say because I've obviously have been a bunch of men's red flags. So as I said, no one's perfect. And if you are a red or a green flag, do you. Uh, If you're a red flag, try to do better. And if you're a green flag, you're doing just right. (laughs) All right. Thank you all for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Peace out.